Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Richie V, Mr. Call Screener, El Conservador. Your liberty-loving Latino amigo almost forgot that one. And welcome back. It's the Wednesday edition of This is America. And we're talking about tricksters, traders, and teachers. And I want to jump into this trickster stuff because there's a bunch of articles, or at least a few, maybe not quite a bunch just yet. But there's a few articles saying that China is conducting uh, espionage influence campaigns against the United States. Now... Okay, I get that. I think they've always done that. But this one in particular caught my eye because I thought, hmm, it fits their Maoist, Marxist mantra. But is there enough uh, evidence to support the claim? I don't know. So we're going to talk about it together. I'm looking at the Hill. And again, not always the most reputable thing. So, you know, I'm coming into this eyes wide open. Is this fake news? But here's the headline. Research finds Chinese influence group is trying to mobilize U.S. COVID-19 protests. Now, the first question that goes through my mind is, is it the left or the right that's mobilizing to protest COVID-19? Now, of course, we've got Joe Biden who picks up the phone. It's like, ring, 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 ring. Hey, hey. Uh, Mr. CEO, hey, what's up, pal? It's Joe. It's your old buddy Joe. I got hairy legs. And uh, I need you to put the, the squeeze play on all your employees, see? I need you to make sure they're all vaccinated. The government can't really mandate that. It might be unconstitutional, but, but you know, I learned about cockroaches. Man, you know the thing. So I need you guys to uh, to go ahead and do that for me. Right? So Joe Biden is there. He's harassing, pulling favors, doing what he's got to do to get CEOs on board with vaccinating all their employees. Now, we know that the workplace is not necessarily where the spread is happening and there are things that you can do to mitigate. And of course, the entire idea of vaccines is is a very large topic, right? Because we've never we've never had mandatory vaccines for work. Right. At least I've never had to take a vaccine for work until 2021. Right. And uh, and I think this is a, a situation a lot of people are facing and it's going to be new legal ground where they're going to say, can we actually do these things? Look at all the people that may have religious uh, objections or trepidation. Are we going to now as employers say, well, look, you don't have a right to observe your personal faith. Because in this workplace, you're not allowed to have a faith, or at least you're not allowed to observe it this way, so you're out. Is that a violation of the Constitution? I think these conversations are going to be 
um, in abundance very, very soon. But I want to get into this topic here with China because I agree that I'm seeing more and more medical freedom rallies and things like that. So is it fake news? Is China the one that's going after the MAGA crowd? Is China the one going after the libertarians? Is China the one going after everybody saying, get up there and fight for your rights? Because their main goal is to fracture society. You bring America down by splitting us up, not by bringing us together. And this is a great way. Maybe China plays both sides of the coin. And I'm not trying to be a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. Because in reality, that's never my goal, right? But I am interested in wondering if this is, in fact, a genius way to separate people. Tell Biden to go and get his corporate crony people to say, hey, put the pressure on your people. Everybody in government, we're putting pressure on your people. Then China says, all right, we'll go the other way to, to the patriots, to the libertarians, to everybody who doesn't want to do it. And we'll tell them, don't do it. And we'll create a chasm in society. Where in order to participate in society, you have to have the vaccine and we'll have this permanent outcast system. And voila, society is a crumbling. So I don't know. It, it, to me, it fits the Chinese mold. But let's take a look. A wide-ranging pro-China influence group is attempting to use COVID-19 as the subject of a social media uh, campaign on various platforms to mobilize physical protests around the virus and the concerns here in the United States. This is a breaking story from a couple hours ago. Cybersecurity group Mandiant Threat Intelligence found evidence that the pro-communist Chinese government group behind the protest effort first discovered in 2019 has expanded from using traditional social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, etc. to being on 30 different social media sites and about 40 other websites and forums. Now, while Mandiant noted that no successful protests have been seen as a result of the efforts, okay, so there takes that, uh, the wind out of that cell, there is a call for physical protest. The group's efforts have increased with Mandiant's finding evidence that the group is protesting in at least seven different languages across various sites, trying to reach multiple countries. And here's a quote. We've observed extensive promotion of Russian, German, Spanish, Korean, and Japanese language content on U.S. and non-U.S. based platforms, in addition to the typical English language and Chinese language activity that have been widely reported uh, thus far. The Mandiant researchers wrote in a blog post detailing their findings, saying, This represents a significant development in our collective understanding of this pro-People's Republic of China activity. Now, some of the posts were discovered on Mandiant by researchers, and it was linked to influence operations, including those in multiple languages attempting to cast doubt on the origins of the COVID-19 virus, with several posts in multiple languages claiming it originated in the United States instead of China. Now, that sounds like fake news to me. But many of the things that I hear every day is that it was Fauci, it was the United States that funded the Wuhan Institute of Viral, uh, Virology, right? So I could see them trying to spin that. And again, I'm not, uh, I don't have a dog in this fight, right? I'm with the United States. That's, that's what matters to me. I think there's crooked people on, on, in every situation here. COVID-19 was not created by a bunch of people that love America, that love people. That's just the truth. It's created by a bunch of people in a lab funded by a bunch of Americans that God knows what was their impetus, what was their motive. But that's where we are. Other posts prompted Asian Americans to protest racial injustice in the United States. 
Now, according to Mandiant, this group behind these posts is the same group that's been linked to over a thousand accounts in the United States and removed by Twitter in 2019. And blah, 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 blah. You can read it. There's a bunch of articles on this, and it looks like it's a developing uh, story in that they're just finding this information today, Wednesday, or just releasing this information today, Wednesday. But my thinking remains the same. China wants the United States fractured. Now, of course, I understand that naturally, every issue is going to have a pro and a con, uh, an affirmative and a negative. There's, it's always going to be the case. So I get that. And that's why it comes as no surprise to me that you've got uh, Dr. Fauci, you know, paging Dr. Fauci, paging Dr. Fauci, good old Fauci, who is, in my opinion, he's a trickster. This guy plays lots of tricks. These are lots of dirty little tricks. I wouldn't be surprised if he was involved in this influence campaign in one way or another, because you just can't trust a lot of these bureaucrats. But that being the case, Fauci is on CNN just yesterday on Tuesday saying that Ron DeSantis is completely incorrect in saying that getting a vaccine doesn't impact him or anybody else. Now, and this is, again, a big part of the divide, right? Let's split people up based on vaccines. Let's split people up based on Democrat-Republican. Let's continue to split people up. And I'm no fan of the Democrats. I actually um, despise their platform, but I can't say I hate the people. I don't want to not live with the Democrats. I want the Democrats to have a dialogue with me. Now, that's not always possible, but... My goal is to love God and to love people. And I'm not going to deviate from that just because I don't like them. You know, I'm not going to take my ball and leave the playground. We've got to play with everybody. We've got to go to the grocery store with everybody. We've got to go to the bodega with everybody. So that's just how that is. But Fauci says on CNN, DeSantis is dead wrong. Listen to this. The vaccines have helped people ward off severe illness. Um, And we obviously work very hard to distribute it. At the end of the day, though, it is what somebody, it's about your health and whether you want that protection or not. It really doesn't impact uh, me or anyone else. That's false. Please explain to folks listening right now why that's false. Well, I mean, I didn't hear him very well from the sound, but I mean, if he feels that vaccines are not important for people, that they're they're just important for some people, that's that's completely incorrect. Vaccination, Jim, has been the solution to every major public health issue in which a vaccine was developed for. I mean, smallpox, polio, measles. I'm not sure what people are talking about when they push back on vaccinations, it is historically over decades and decades and decades shown to be the way you control an infectious disease. Beyond that, let me to clarify, his point at the end there was to say it's just a personal choice about yourself. It doesn't impact anybody else. Explain why that's just not true. Yeah, well, well, that's not true at all. I mean, obviously, it's important for you as an individual for your own personal protection, safety and health. But when you have a virus that's circulating in the community and you are not vaccinated, you are part of the problem. All right. So now you've got this little back and forth here between Jim Schuto on CNN and Dr. Fauci and DeSantis's comments and the comments of many, honestly, in America that say, you know what? Look, my decision to get a vaccine impacts me, not you. And others are going to say, well, you could carry the vaccine and this will minimize your symptoms. Okay, so if I am infected with COVID-19 and supposing I have a vaccine and supposing I'm infected and I come in contact with a person irrespective of their situation and they get this illness from me, whether I display symptoms of it or not, whether I am sick myself or not, and they get it, 
The vaccine's not going to stop the transmission of this illness, of the virus. It just prevents me, the person with the vaccine, from getting it. Like at a serious degree or lethally, at least this is what they're saying, right? That the efficacy is very high in the 80 or 90 percent range for people not being hospitalized and not dying because of the vaccine. That's the what I believe that's what the science says. So when Governor DeSantis says it's a personal choice, if you want to mitigate your symptoms and you want to mitigate the lethality of this particular variant or the virus overall, that's your choice whether you want to get vaccinated. That makes a lot of sense to me. Because whether I have it or I don't have it, it seems that Jim Shudo understands that. It seems that Governor DeSantis understands that. But it doesn't seem that Dr. Fauci understands that. And he's supposed to be the big scientist. I'm not going to get any... I might get less sick. But I'm not going to get any less COVID. And I'm not going to transmit it any less because I have the vaccine. So what gives here, right? But Governor DeSantis responds. And he says at a press conference uh, just yesterday on Tuesday, he says Fauci doesn't get this because herd immunity hasn't occurred because vaccines don't stop surges. And while this particular vaccine may stop some symptoms and may stop some hospitalizations, which is a great thing, it will not stop the transmission of the virus. And that's exactly the point he's making. Check this out. If you're going to force vaccine mandates on people, just understand that what the data is showing us about the vaccine. The, vac the data is showing us you're much less likely to be hospitalized or die if you're vaccinated. That is true, and I think you see it in the statistics. However, the vaccinations have not created herd immunity. And so if the idea is that having uh, herd immunity, you force everyone to do this and that will create herd immunity, that has not happened. Um, it's still spreading. People who, I mean, obviously in Florida, we're going down now, which is great, but, um, but that's not what the, the issue is, is, is it creating the herd immunity? Fauci also said, if 50% were vaccinated, you would not see any surges anymore. Well, that isn't true. Look at, I mean, obviously the Sun Belt. Look at the Pacific Northwest. Look at Hawaii. Uh, huge surges that you've seen. And so, but just understand what you're doing. If you're forcing somebody to show proof of this, uh, to eat at a restaurant or to do basic tasks, go to the grocery store. There's some places around, if you look at some of these places that have really gone off the deep end to say, to go to the grocery store, you should have to do that. So we're not doing that in Florida. But the theory behind it is that if you make it so make everyone have to do this under penalty of law that somehow you wouldn't have spread and i think we just have to be honest about uh what it, what it's doing and what it's not doing we had hoped that if you had 50 percent then you wouldn't have that we had hoped you could build herd immunity that way but that just hasn't that hasn't happened and that's exactly it i think it's an excellent point that governor DeSantis just made because if that were the case dr fauci we likely wouldn't even be having this conversation because we would have achieved herd immunity, which I think we're well on the way to getting to with the high percentage of Americans that have taken their first shot and this and that. I think it's um, well on its way, but it's not there yet. And that's the bottom line. So when we look at is China creating this virus? Yes. Is Dr. Fauci funding this thing in a roundabout way? Yes. And rather directly, in my opinion. 
Is China now trying to blame it on the United States and create influence operations and divide Americans? I'm going to go out and say yes yet again, because that's what they do. They want us at each other's throats. And this is why, although many of you take exception, I just don't hate the Democrats. We need to get along with them, and we need to be stronger as Americans, more unified as Americans, not more divided as Americans, not pick a side, not move your house, not all of that. You can do that. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but ultimately, there's going to be diverging opinions no matter where you go. In the big tent of the Republican Party, there are multiple views on multiple issues. There are pro-choice Republicans. There are pro-LGBTQ Republicans and those that are not. There are Muslim Republicans and Christian Republicans. There are libertarians that caucus, if you will, with Republicans because they don't feel at home within their own party because it's not big enough or strong enough. So there's lots of differences, and that's the point I want to make. We're a lot more stronger when we're united than we are when we're divided. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. Next up, Joe Biden, a traitor. I know, easy question. Don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And is Joe Biden a traitor? Is he guilty of treason? Well, Fox News Sunday, Representative Brian Mast had a lot to say about that. And we're going to play that audio for you because he just came out of the gate hot and said yes. Joe Biden is guilty of treason. I want you to take a listen to this audio. Check this out. Impeachment is absolutely something that should be considered. I would say no less than 10,000 counts of reckless endangerment. All of the American lives over there, that's the minimum, uh, which is actually a real crime. Uh, Beyond that, as I said already, I think we absolutely need to look at what is the truth about this phone call with the former Afghani president. We know for a fact that the Taliban is a sworn enemy of the United States of America. We are still in the midst of the war on terror. And as I said, I would absolutely consider the manipulation of intelligence, uh, giving aid and comfort to the enemy. All three of those things are part of what meet the, the constitutional definition of treason. And then when you go beyond that and you talk about impeachment, I think we all know, though, prior to to any change in the majorities in the House or the Senate, you will not see anything move on impeachment with Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer in power. They will probably not even allow such a thing to come to a committee to have a hearing to even ask any of those questions. Um, That's the reality of what's going on on the ground. But you look at President Biden and uh, and I would say these two things about he is hollow. His decisions are are empty. They're they're void of wisdom in their entirety and across the board uh we see a naivete as to the 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 aggressors that he's dealing with Uh, maybe there is an element of dementia there that we might hear about in years to come but i would say at minimum this man appears to be schizophrenic with the the statements that he's making in front of one camera and the way that they're directly changing in front of a camera on, on the different day or the day after that or what is uh members of his cabinet are saying 
So that's Representative Brian Mass, congressman, saying that, yes, Biden is hollow. His decisions are empty. And I would agree not so much with the decisions being empty, because I think his poor decisions have cost many lives. But uh, Congressman Mass brought it up and he said no less than 10,000 counts. I mean, this was a very hard charge for President Biden. And good for him. You know, good for both of them, right? Good on Biden for getting in trouble and getting blasted that way on TV. And good on Representative Mast for, for doing the blasting because this needs to be done. It's a conversation that we need to have. And I think, you know, again, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say I have two minds. I'm of one mind on this. We need to seriously think about, not think about, just work towards impeaching Biden, taking back the House and going for it. Granted. But grandstanding won't help. But a conversation will. And sometimes those two can be one and the same. But you have to make sure it's all on board. You don't want to create a case for impeachment that doesn't seem serious, that isn't hard-hitting, that isn't supported by a solid opinion. You know, 13 dead Marines and, and 170 dead Afghans and whatever that number seems to be and thousands that are left behind, or at least they say hundreds, this is serious stuff. If you did not hear yesterday's uh, This is America, the Tuesday edition, make sure you take a look at it or listen to it because we talked about this mom that's stranded in Afghanistan. She's an American woman. She's pregnant. Now, you know, yesterday somebody called me and they said, you know, it seems like you sound like you feel sorry for this mom. And I don't want to belabor this point, but saying kind of like, you know, F her. She went to go marry an Afghan. We don't need more of those people in our country is what he said. And I said, you know, look, first, you're wrong. Two, you're a bigot. But the problem is if you're following the rules, you're vetting the people, you're going through the system. If these people are people that help the United States, why not have their back? I get it. I don't think we should open up the floodgates like uh, the president and uh, Alejandro Mayorkas have done in the southern border or at the southern border. But needless to say, we've got a big problem in Afghanistan and we've got to work this thing out. If this woman's married and she's pregnant, what are we going to do? Tell her, sorry, pregnant American woman. Too bad. You picked the wrong guy. I don't think we, we can just use a, a heartless approach and we don't have to use a bleeding heart approach either. We just have to do things fair and square. In my opinion, people are stranded. Taliban's not letting them out. This woman said they were shooting at her feet, that they wouldn't let her out even though she had a blue passport, often characterized as being taken hostage. Now, the White House speaks out against that and says, you know what? No, we're not get, being held hostage. I would never characterize it that way. And of course, I'm talking about she ain't no circle back girl. Of course, Jen pa circle back Pasaki. And that's silent P, of course. She says on Air Force One just yesterday, we would not characterize Americans in Afghanistan as, quote unquote, a hostage situation. And this is from Real Clear Politics. Listen to this. Is it a hostage situation? What's happening right now? On no. those airplanes. If I had a dollar for every time this was called dead, it's about once every few weeks. Uh, I, I wouldn't be that rich, but I could buy you a nice cup no, of coffee. Sorry. I meant planes in Afghanistan. Oh, I thought you were talking about. So that's an important thing. I was. I, I, I thought you were talking about the Build Back Better agenda. Um, uh, no, that is not what we would characterize it as. Uh, those were points uh, that, that was those were comments made by a Republican congressman this weekend. So let me be very clear. We're in touch with American citizens. We're working to get them out. There are four who were able to depart over land. Uh, our Secretary of State is in Qatar right now, working on a range of options, including getting uh, flights up and operational and going. And what we have seen is that individuals who have documentation 
are able to depart or that that is what we have seen. Uh, but again, uh, we don't have a great deal of understanding of every individual on these manifests. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Build Back Better agenda. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you were actually representing the best interests of the United States, Ms. Pasirkelback Pasaki. Unbelievable. The stupidities that come out of her mouth sometimes. But that's where we are. This is the team that Biden's assembled. And it's sad. And it only gets worse. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in Qatar. He says, I, I like to say Qatar. It just sounds more foreign to me. You know, people from Qatar are Qataris. But a lot of people on television like to say Cotter. Cotter. I'm not going to say Cotter. I don't even care if it is Cotter. I'm not going to say it that way. It sounds weak, stupid, and ineffective, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, he's in Cotter and Cotter, and he's saying, we're not aware of any Americans being held hostage on any aircraft. Anyway, listen to this. We're working around the clock with NGOs, with members of Congress, and advocacy groups, providing any and all information and doing all we can to clear any roadblocks that they've identified to make sure that charter flights carrying Americans or others to whom we have a special responsibility can depart Afghanistan safely. Without personnel on the ground, we can't verify the accuracy of manifests, the identities of passengers, flight plans, or aviation security protocols. So this is a challenge, but one we are determined to work through. So Blinken says, okay, we don't know about Americans being held hostage in, in Afghanistan on any planes. Then he says... Of course it's hard to know what's going on in Afghanistan because, you know, we, we don't know what's going on. We don't, we don't have the information. We don't have people on the ground because they bounced. They tucked tail and did the dip. And I'm not putting this on the military. I'm putting it on Biden and Blinken. And again, in Qatar, a.k.a. Qatar, Secretary Lloyd Austin, former general, saying, no question, it's going to be harder to identify any threats in Afghanistan. Listen to this. There's no question that it will be more difficult uh, to identify and engage uh, threats that emanate from the region, but we're committed to making sure that that uh, uh, threats are not allowed to develop. There isn't a scrap of earth uh, that we can't reach out and touch when we need to. We've demonstrated that time and time again, and again, uh, our job is to make sure we stay vigilant and continue to develop capabilities. There isn't a scrap. Well, you know something, General Austin, Secretary Austin, I'm often disappointed when this gentleman speaks his mind because I just feel like he's not getting it done. He's not on point. He always misses. And it's just so disheartening to know that's our team. That's the red, white, and blue right there. It's a damn shame. We must do better. We must replace these people with the right people. But they got it right. They figured out how to do it. They figured out that if you take over schools, if you take over the unions, and they started with the unions, that's their, their power source. You realize today we'd probably have a very weak Republican Party, which I'd say in many ways we do, you know, but for Trump and, uh, and some conservatives that are out there that are ballsy saying, you know what, we're going to stand for America and we're, gonna, we're willing to have uh, the challenge. And we'd also have a weak Democrat Party if we had no control over unions. The union control is how they got into the schools, how they got into the state universities. Every layer and level of government, local, federal, and state, all through unions. If these unions didn't exist, these people could be fired by a meritocracy. They wouldn't behave the way they do. They couldn't be brazen. 
because they'd lose their jobs. This is, it's the same psychology that they're using to force people to take vaccines. Oh, you want to feed your family? Do what I say or you're gone. It's the same fascistic approach. Now, it doesn't exist because they're like, no, I can do what I want with impunity. Nobody can fire me. I work for the government. I probably make 25 or 30% more than anybody else doing the same work as me in the private sector. They say they make less, but they really don't. Find an administrative assistant today. Find out what they make. 35, 38, 40, 45, $46,000 a year. Find them in the government. Nobody makes 50 grand in the government. Any state government. Rarely. Barely. And again, I'm basing most of this on the federal service and uh, New York, New Jersey, this area, which has a higher cost of living. But for the most part, the state government uh, in this area, these people, nobody's making 50K a year. They're all making 75 plus, 70 plus, 69, 68. And when it's that level, there's always an opportunity for overtime. There's always an opportunity for what they call deferred compensation, which is a secondary pension. It's like a 401k and a pension where you can be vested after 10 years. All taxpayer funded. So whether you work for the government or not, you have to foot the bill. Yet soldiers who put their lives on the line come back home and oftentimes get the the short end of the stick. They get the brunt of this with the VA not being where it needs to be. Trump did remarkable things with the VA. I'd spoken with many, many veterans who would call and say, you know what? It's amazing how when he opened it up for us to go to private doctors, it was like, wow. Ah. You know, it's like the, 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 the clouds parted and the sun was shining down upon us because Trump said, hey, let's fix this with a free market approach. And he did. And then I'm looking at this article. VA suicide hotline calls skyrocket in Atlantic County, New Jersey. Now, this is from a few days ago, September 1st. Telephone calls to the Department of Veteran Affairs have skyrocketed during President Biden's thoroughly botched military withdrawal of the United States in Afghanistan. We're urging that you keep your local veterans in your thoughts and prayers and keep a close eye on them. The disastrous surrender by President Biden to the Taliban has served as an understandable trigger to many veterans who cope daily with managing the realities of their military service and careers. That's a damn shame. That's Robert L. Frolau, the director. And it gives a bunch of uh, you know stats and things like that about how many called and there's a 7% increase and this and that and the other. And you look at that and you think, man, what a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. You know, when I was a kid... Uh, I would do something bad, and they'd say, you know, okay, so I'm carifreco. You know, you're, you're, you're a fresh-faced little kid. And my mother would ask me, you know, do you have any shame in your face? Oye, tú no tienes vergüenza en la cara. That's what she would tell me. And I would always be like, I don't understand. What's on my face? What are you talking about? And, and I, I didn't get it as a kid. But as I grew up, I realized this is why people hide their face and hang their head in shame. Because they have shame. But when people are shameless, like so many politicians have become... This is where we end up. It's a real disgrace. So I thank God for the people that still have shame, that still have couth, that still believe in a the just society where we're supposed to love God and love people and do the right thing because otherwise we're screwed. Anyway, I have a personal story I want to share about a veteran family member of mine, and I'll do that on the other side of the break. And then we're going to talk about this teacher, the teacher that James O'Keefe stung last week right before the floods and the monsoon rains and all that stuff. And you may have heard some of the school board reaction. And if you're on social media, you've definitely seen the video 
videos. But I've got the audio of a couple of these parents, and I want to play it for you because I feel like if we don't play it for you, who will, right? Who's going to invest trading their talking time on the mic so that you could hear parents fighting back to save America? Well, I'm going to do it for you, so keep it locked right there. Don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And we're talking about this teacher, right? Because the parents rose up. They decided, you know what? We're going to do what we got to do. We're going to tell people how we feel. We're going to let the school board know. We're shocked that this guy got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, caught red-handed. I would say with his pants down, but I don't want to see that guy or even visualize that guy with his pants down. If you saw the video, my goodness, this guy was wearing a, a, a black tank top with a hammer and a sickle and one of those paperboy caps, which I tend to wear when I go incognito, but I look way better in it than, than Homeboy did. And he had these like yellow tinted glasses but the hammer and sickle did it for me on this extra large size tank top that fit him like a dress and he was there with his wife and his golden retriever and it was just a beautiful moment when the project veritas guy was you know asking him for a reaction but the parents spoke up and i think it's family that's so important these families are fighting to keep america alive and this is a matter of life and death now you're thinking, Rich, no, it's not that serious. Nobody's dropping dead because they're becoming a totalitarian liberal. No, but America, as we know it, is dying. And it's that future that we thought we had for our children that's becoming darker and bleaker and more grim. We need to stand up. We need to represent. We need to do the right thing. And these parents did that. And I'm glad that they did. Because... What he did was unacceptable. So here's the first one. Cut number 16. Check this out. The mom, this is an African-American woman. She's at the Natomas Unified School District meeting in Sacramento uh, just last week. And she says, in 13 days, this teacher was allowed to change my kid's name and change my kid's mind, excuse me, with this fascist crap. Listen to this. As her parent is to protect her from anybody that has ill will towards her. So being that this is her first year at this high school that is world renowned and everybody knows about this school, it's so perfect and everybody does everything right. The first time my daughter tells me and she goes against my wishes to come out of a classroom that's disruptive to her well-being, I have an issue. I am very articulate. My children are very well read. They, are, they speak their opinion. They make sure that they are clear in what they do and do not like. And for the fact that my 17-year-old daughter had to come to me and said, Mom, you don't understand. He's, he's, let me explain. 
This means that in two weeks, in 13 days, he was allowed to change my daughter's mind about some fascist crap that y'all have led in this school. I'm tired. This is ridiculous. I'm from Texas. So this don't go on in Texas. This does not go on in Texas. There are two grades higher than California, period. So to think that my very sound-minded daughter would go against me and my wishes and our values and our home to be able to go and support this man and he is putting her in harm's way, what the hell are y'all doing? I'm tired. How long does it have to go on before somebody says something? How long? How long? What are you going to do? That's the question. Get him out of here. We don't care about this boy. He got to go. Kudos to this mom. What are you going to do? That's the question. Get him out of here. We don't effing care about this guy. He's got to go. Absolutely, extremely well said. The passion, genuine. She's right on target. Just like Rory Lowe, another mom white woman, Natomas Unified School District, at the same meeting, talking about Gabriel Guype, the teacher that was caught by Project Veritas. She says he's a predator. Check this out. I find his teaching methods to be similar to those of grooming. He is an authority figure whose life experiences and intellect far outweigh those of his students. Prior to this meeting, I had heard at least one of his students come to his defense, arguing that he is an intelligent, kind, helpful person and does not and does give two sides to his lectures. I have no doubt that some of his students do in fact feel this way. As far as I can tell from his video, Mr. Guype is a predator of sorts. Predators predators often possess all of these qualities. It is how they gain trust. When a child trusts the person in front of them, manipulating that child becomes that much easier. Shaming students who do not subscribe to his radical views seems acceptable to him and his environment. But let's be clear, it is not. It is not acceptable to ridicule, name call, or disregard a student, their parents, or any of the religious beliefs that may drive their actions or beliefs simply because they do not coincide with his. This man is a danger to the minds of these children, and I ask that the district revisit their vetting process for future hires. Thank you. Absolutely right. Then another dad, he says, you know what? We're gathered here today because we have teachers who've decided to become indoctrinators, not educators. And that's a challenge. One of the challenges I saw tonight was that the teachers union decided not to show up and defend this teacher. The question is, how many other teachers and actions have done the same thing in the past and have been defended in the past and haven't been appropriately dealt with? I would encourage all teachers within the sound of my voice to reevaluate their membership within the Thomas Teachers Association Association of California. These two organizations, I think he's, I'm reading the transcript, I think he was saying Natamas, which is the name of the town, N-A-T-O-M-A-S. He goes on to say, these two organizations do more harm to the education of our kids than most other organizations in the whole state. We've got to give parents a chance to choose for the best of their kids' education, for their opportunities, and for their future. Well said, Dad. And this last one I want to play for you as a dad at the Natamas Unified School District meeting in Sacramento. And he says, 
This is our fault. We let this board slide too often. And that struck a chord with me. Check this out. In his own video, he said, there's other teachers at this district, at that school, that share his same beliefs and teach in the same way he does. I, I also want to turn this around and get a little people mad at me. It, it is your guys' fault, but it's also the parents' fault. When Common Core came out, we let you slide. When all this sexual ed came out, we let you slide. I don't think there's time for any more. And for all these people to be shocked somehow that Antifa's new or hasn't been around, you've had a bunch of proud patriots standing the front line against these commie bastards for quite a long time. And you've allowed the fake news to destroy them instead of destroying the communists. It's all part of a bigger plan. You guys should be held responsible. Honestly, I'd be ashamed to go out and get coffee tomorrow morning. You really, I mean, when you think about the history of this country and what we used to do to folks that would do something such as child abuse to our children, and that man's still enjoying life right now, unfortunately, you guys have a lot to do. And again, I don't know what uh, the community is going to do, but I challenge the community right now. um, If I come back in six weeks, I want to see just as many people here until they actually fix this. And maybe you people on this board are the wrong people to be here. But again... There's been people fighting this for quite a long time. And they've been the ones that's been the bad guy. It's time to change this. I tell everybody that's in this thing, it's time to come back and take America back. Woohoo! Kudos to that dad. He nailed it. These commie bastards, we've let them slide too many times, all too often. We've allowed our children to be sacrificed and be the unintended consequence the collateral damage of this culture war. And that's not acceptable. We have to do something. I always tell you, you have to stand for something because if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And that's from Hamilton. We have to take a stand against these people. I spent eight and a half years as a school board member at the beloved Community Charter School in Jersey City, New Jersey, a school I'm incredibly proud to have built I'm one of the founding members of the school, and um, it's an honor to have been able to do it because I've seen what it's produced. I've seen the scholars that have come out of there. Now there's a middle school and a high school, all in less than a decade or just close to a decade. Phenomenal work. Big shout out to Brett Schundler and everybody, all of the faculty, of course, the scholars and their parents because that's who makes the school. And it's a joint effort. But they, they did it right. They believed in a beloved community. And that's what I think we all need to embrace and believe in is the same thing, a beloved community. Put the hate aside and figure out how are we going to save our children? How are we going to save our country? How are we going to unify ourselves so that we become stronger and get out of this as winners, not as losers? The other day I had a conversation with two people. And I might have said this already, and if I did, I'm saying it again. I'm probably going to say this every day until somebody gets it. You're on a boat, a boat named America, and the boat has a hundred holes in it, and you're plugging. You've got, you know, one foot on one hole, another foot on another hole, got one hand on another hole. Now you're spread out like you're playing Twister. You're plugging these holes as best you can. You're throwing your head into another hole. You need more people to plug more holes to save America from sinking. Or do you say, screw it, I'm not plugging any holes, I'm letting this go down. America goes down and I will rebuild America. 
Sadly, there's too many people that think that's patriotic. There is nothing patriotic in letting your ship go down. Nothing. We need all hands on deck to plug these holes. To permanently plug them, to fix them, to be there when when another hole springs open. We've got more patriots there ready to plug it up. Keep recruiting the patriots. Keep getting them on board. This ship cannot sink. Because we'll never have a chance to rebuild it. Never. But it's up to you. Because the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So do something. Start plugging holes. Take America back. Hasta la próxima. Until the next one, America. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.